This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome to a very special edition of Action Movie Anatomy today. We have two incredibly awesome guests to break down the film D Day. We're going to see you guys in just one quick second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! We weren't sure if the music was coming or not. Yeah, we didn't know if we should do the explosion because you guys are so explosive anyway that we just, yeah, appreciate but, you. just did it anyway. Yeah, we did it. That was that was live. That was improv. That was improv. Uh, we can start. We actually yeah. can just start over. <laughs> you guys did great. I thought you did great. You did great. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to a very special edition of Action Movie Dan. We welcome two of the hottest up and coming stars in Hollywood today. We have Mr. Jesse Cove and Mr. Weston Cage Coppola. Oh, thank there you. Guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you guys you. so much for coming. This is, uh, you know, we do we do like long form hour, like talking about a movie, but we don't often get like stars, like stars of the movie as it's coming out. And uh, you know, you guys want to call it live, which friends of ours do that yeah. show as well. And so we we watched that interview. We were really excited that you guys wanted to come on and, and hang out and talk about the movie. So yeah, usually we just get on and geek out about a movie for like an hour, but we figured <laughs> if you guys were going to be here, we should talk to you about. Kind of growing up in Hollywood, your your parents, your your family life growing up, when you decided that the arts were for you, and then of course we've got to talk about D Day. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I hope we're going to talk about D Day. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, exactly. At some point. Um, so you guys are on a press tour right now. You're doing all kinds of stuff all over the city and running around, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We do as much as we can. We're really excited about this movie. It's very authentic. We feel and very excited to see the reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How long was filming on this for you guys? This was two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks of filming. Cool. Yeah, about that. I think they did a little bit, a little bit afterwards and before, but yeah, it was roughly like yeah. two, two weeks. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, so, uh, so I recently I got to interview your dad. Uh, you awesome. know, Marty, Marty Cove, who uh, I, I kind of go back like the, the Kessler family. Uh, you know, Alex mm-hmm. Kessler's a good friend of mine. And they called him Uncle Marty growing up. So, Love the it. you know, the the L.A., the L.A. kids, that whole thing. And so I told him I was doing this interview today. He was really excited. He says hello. Awesome. Um, Hi, back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but so, yeah, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, about D-Day specifically. So uh, was this the for, for either of you sort of the first big like war set type of deal you'd been a part of? Um, well, for um, for both of us, yes. Uh, for me, this is the second World War II movie that I've done. Okay. Um, I did a movie a couple years ago with Joseph Fiennes called uh, On Wings of Eagles, cool. which was basically about um, you know World War II happening um, in China just before it started and putting Americans in you know internment camps. And it was actually the unofficial sequel to Chariots of Fire. So that wow. was an amazing experience. And then jumping into this with Wes, you know, going into the you know the European side as soldiers was a really amazing, amazing thing to do. So can you talk a little bit about, like, the difference of set? Because World War II, you know, obviously the sets are one of the biggest and best parts of the movies. We've seen it, whether it's Saving Private Ryan or you go back to really any war film period. Can you talk about the difference of the set design every single day with the difference of that in the movies you guys have worked on in the past? Yeah, you know, this this movie really, once again, had so much verisimilitude and the environment was perfect. Uh, we found a perfect place to film uh, to make it look like it was Normandy. Um because this particular battle was the integral operation that went down um, in order to really secure the beaches and to remove the cannons. Uh, so the Battle of Point du Hoc, lesser-known battle, it's when uh, the Second Army Rangers 
led by Colonel Lieutenant Runner, who I had the honor of playing. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Runner, sorry. Um, uh, so it, it, we, we had that cliff there that looked exactly like it, and uh, it showed us having to scale it and having to reach those guns. Yeah, it was pretty grueling. I mean, the, the 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 cool thing about this is that most people don't know about this story because it happened on the same day as D-Day, and it happened, I think it was like two to three miles west of Omaha Beach, which is where the main invasion mm-hmm. happened, yeah. and, you know, these men were ordered to literally, you know, uh, on LCAs, arrive at the beach, then shoot these, you know, ropes that had hooks on them up to the tops, then climb these ropes, and then, you know, take out the Nazis that were on top, then clear the bunkers that were out on top, and yeah. then go inland to find these, these uh, cannons. Artillery cans that were pointed at the beach to like you know that were pointed at the men who were at Omaha Beach. So it was a really important mission that you know we didn't even really know about until we you know jumped into it. So it's going to be really amazing for people to see this story and see that you know the, another story of that day that that people can you know see these heroes that did these amazing amazing things that were it was a like Wes said an integral part of the victory of, of D Day. Yeah. General Omar Bradley literally said that this was the most difficult task to be wished upon a soldier at the time. It was one of the most dangerous operations. And then on top of that cliff wasn't just a um, any defensive position. It was one of the most um, heavily armed and, and dangerous. Well, especially you guys got to tell the story because, you know, the further we get, obviously, from World War II, the less and less there's going to be stories told about, like, as you said, the lesser-known battles and things like that. Yes. You, know, you have to really dig in the history books, and so it's exciting. Yeah, this cliff sounds insane. I was reading a little bit and, and watched some of you guys' interviews talking about how this was one of the most grueling films that either of you had ever worked on. I think you said it was the roughest film you've ever worked on physically. Can For you guys sure. talk a little? Was this cliff involved a lot? Were you guys scaling the cliff daily, or did you guys do any <laughs> rock climbing, any prep? We kind of wanted to, but you know, we would kind of go like six feet up, and then they, they of course, had stunt guys that would right. really go to the top, yeah. which was amazing. That they, I mean, you know, this cliff was really high, and they went up there, and it was just. You know, Wes and I would talk every day about you know. I mean, and Wesson's a fighter. I mean, he's Wesson's an amazing trained fighter, champion fighter, and and twenty five years now. Yes, yes. So you know, we you know, and I'm in the gym all the time, and I you know, I love physical activity. So for us, you know, we kind of went in like, oh, we got this, and we can handle all this. And I I mean, we were literally exhausted every day. We were running one day. We were running on the beach for eight hours straight, just literally take after take after take, and with all these other guys and. It was, uh, you know, we were dirty and filthy every day. But it felt so good at the same time. You know, we went to set together every day and, you know, we would... Um, you know, talk about the day after that, and we would just like our cars look like they, you know, went through the desert. I mean, it was just, <laughs> right. it was amazing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, you guys have favorite war films, I'm assuming. You're big movie lovers, right? Of course, Absolutely. yeah. yeah. So I think Saving Private Ryan is, is the best one. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. yeah. I would go up there with that too. That's yeah. pretty that's, incredible. That's pretty good. I have a. I think that's his too. That's actually. A, hands down, my favorite. your favorite war yeah. film and Wind Talkers as well. I have to. Yeah, that's a good era. Well, there's I that. There's like that era where uh, it's like it's like right after uh, 9/11, where like all the all all of the action movies at that point became war movies. Yes, they just like switched, right? So you 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 left all the like the the con airs and the face offs, and it all became like wind talkers and it was hearts war and we were soldiers and you know tears of the sun they were just like back to back to back to back to back uh and uh yeah i like that movie though and that that was i think a a lesser known i mean it's it's known but it 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 should be more celebrated that the fact that the navajo actually went into these jets and were, were that they were able to communicate in their language to disrupt the japanese i mean that's yeah, saved us the amazing. war. Yeah. Saved us the war. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, great. Uh, so you guys were talking about you know leaving set afterwards, talking, hanging out, talking about your day, as, as you know, you most people do on set. But you guys have been doing this since you were kids. You know, this is one thing that we kind of have to talk about. You guys grew up together. 
making movies together, playing with video cameras together, hanging out in high school together. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like growing up being the sons of Nick Cage, the sons of Marty Cove, and then when you guys actually became buddies? I mean, our brotherhood is literally destiny. Um, I've seen footage of Jesse as a child with his sister, Rachel, making movies, and it brought tears to my eyes because it's so similar to what I grew up doing, getting a video camera, having a concept, and materializing the artistry and the the philosophy and the concept that you have inside of you and to actually be in that state of mind. Um, And when Jesse and I met in high school 12 years ago... um, Gosh, that's so long, man. <laughs> Twelve years ago, feel um, like yesterday. <laughs> we we just realized that we had the same interests and similar personalities and with the same priorities. Uh, uh, enjoying um, travel, uh, enjoying uh, history, and taking our artistry uh, very seriously, and then also desiring true love. And Jesse and I both have that. Uh, Jesse was actually the best man at my wedding. Yes, wow. very, very true. It was yeah. an honor to be. And speaking of which, I just recently got engaged. My love, Ainsley, if you're watching, man. I love you so much. My love. Hila, my soulmate, I love you beyond the confines of the human heart. <laughs> love you, baby. I'm so alone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, He's not. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, they're out there for you. You're putting yourself out there, so they're going to find you anyway. It's, you're a lot easier than most men. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, what Wes was saying, we just kind of, we were in theater class, and I just, you know, he was talking, and I, you know, um, I knew a little bit about him, and then he just was talking about history and all this stuff, and I, you know, we had such a similar upbringing, um, and we just, just got to talking about you know cigars and traveling and movies and we just instantly there was this great connection and we started hanging out and fortunate enough we were able to you know travel the world together and you know we, we there was like this mutual understanding of each other that we had you know growing up the way we did which is you know normal to us you know being on movie sets and playing with all kinds of things on set and just you know seeing explosions and you know daddy shooting this guy or whatever who's (laughs) evil or like okay you know and and then you know they justify it well it's fine but you know so we had this understanding of each other and it was really an incredible thing it's like wow like you know he like almost understands what i'm saying and everything and he gets it and so it was just this beautiful connection that we been able to share and, and, and grow it's just been incredible was so, you oh go ahead no i was gonna say so there's, so there's no ego when you guys cause as you said you kind of heard of him and i'm assuming growing up in la with famous parents you keep running into people or hearing about other kids of other famous people's children did you hear about each other was there there was any there was no macho complex no ego complex in that theater class it was just like hey i know you i've heard of you let's let's be let's be brothers <laughs> yeah it, it didn't allow it they just our, our brotherly connection it wouldn't allow any of oh, that cool egotistical energy or anything like that it Go was ahead. yeah it was amazing andrew and i had to get into a knife fight when we first met each other no i'm just looking <laughs> at a scar from it <laughs> uh so you you talked about like uh, kind of realizing your artistry and, and you know video cameras and stuff like that i know you did some improv when you were a musician so yes. you guys tried out a bunch of different stuff talk a little about that i mean uh you played guitar are you a singer as well Yes, uh, guitar, bass, drums, uh, bazooki, sitar, cool. uh, mandolin, a bit of everything. Um, that really enhances my acting, interestingly enough. I, I, be, I believe in becoming and reacting more so than acting, but it enhances my ability to really get into touch with my emotions and um, to also leave myself when I'm, when I'm playing instruments and um, we've jammed before, Jesse and I. Oh, I yeah. One time in the in the garage, you got in the drum kit one time. Yeah. And we were jamming. It was. Yeah. I think it's all from. Um, it's uh, you know many constellations of of, of the creative arts, you know, music yeah. and 
cooking even yeah being you know, creative absolutely i love a good omelet yeah oh, <laughs> that was our that was our thing too when we were you know younger we would always it was just pure creation all the time we'd, yeah. we'd meet up at each other's houses we'd film these skits we'd make these movies and you know we were and then we'd make our own music and west had because he was a musician you know he had all this amazing music equipment and we would score our own little shorts and things i mean it yeah. was just it was amazing it was just all the time we were just you know just constantly creating it was it was just fabulous so you talk about using your art to get into character. Now, obviously, this is a World War II film. It's probably very serious throughout the day. It's you know very intense scenes, very high stakes, very high emotion. What do you guys do? Do you is any improv coming out? Any music come into actually getting into character, or can you just talk to us about getting into character for this type of film? Um, I mean, Wes and I definitely before we jumped in. Um, funny story how we even got this movie together, which we should talk about. It's really I'd funny. Love to, but you know, uh, for me. For me personally, I think Bess and I share a little bit of this too. It's like, you know, there's a little bit of method as well, you know, like we want things to be real, but also, um, you know, I thrive on like creation, you know, being able to, like, if I meet someone, I, I want to, I find something that I like about them, you know, they're really a nice person, kind, and then all of a sudden if they were to like go away, like that would actually like not feel good. So I, I you know, work upon that. And then, you know, we, 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 we read a lot and we talked a lot about our characters and, if you want to continue from there. Yeah, with this, you know, I feel like we really did the work of research to the researching to the point to where we could construct the best replication of these psychologies before entering them. And that's a, a lot of relaxation and being meditative and really reflecting on the reality of the situation and the history itself, looking at it as an obligation to bring honor to more more honor to these families and, you know, to these people that gave their lives and to veterans across the globe and soldiers that are in active duty now and reserve everyone. Um, but I, I really believe that the imagination is something that, you know, we have to surrender to the cosmos and allow, allow that energy to come through you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We talked a lot about that when we were on set, just like how much we wanted to honor these men who really put their lives on the line for this cause. And, you know, we, we, we really took it very seriously. You know, we, you know, hopefully if these families end up watching the movie at some point, they, you know, they feel this, this sense of honor and, and you know, th- that we were able to do that for them and, and portray their loved ones, you know, justly so. And, and um, that was something that we took a lot of care in. You know, we, we'd drive down to set and we'd talk about, you know, imagine being these guys really doing this. Yeah. You know, even on the days where we were running on the beach, we were, even though we were exhausted, you know, we always joked that we, we could take a break and grab grab a cup of coffee or whatever, but we were like, imagine if these guys, what they really went through, I mean, being shot at and it was just, you know, we were constantly having that going on in our heads about it and, you know, amping each other up and pushing yeah. each other forward. It was it was a you know push and pull for both of us going yeah. forward. You mentioned uh, the story about how you got the movie. How did you guys end up in the yeah. film together? <laughs> this this is one of the great miracles of the universe. This uh, story. Um, so Jesse and I are always in contact about our craft and and our lives and everything that's going on. And I texted Jesse that I thought I did really well in an audition, and uh, he said the same thing that he did wonderfully well in an audition. I was like, oh, this is great. I was like, yeah, mine's a World War II movie. And he goes, mine too. And the, the more and more the conversation progressed, we realized that we had auditioned for the same movie. Different and parts, though. Different Well, at first, I auditioned for Lamel, <laughs> and then he auditioned for Rudder. Oh, wow. And then after that, they had me come in in person to go for Rudder, and then had Jesse go in for Lamel. And it worked out perfectly before we knew huh. we were on, on set together with conjoined trailers and opened up the door so that we could talk. And 
Huh. It <laughs> was <cigars>. amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. It yeah, never happens. It? It's just incredible. Yeah. That must have been incredible. So did you, you guys had no idea that either of you had booked it until you were actually on set that day. We we had no idea that we we booked it, but there was a period when we were in contact with our management, and just like let us know what's going on. Like you know we're 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 at the uh, at the finals now. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah but, he called me. He was like he was like he called me. He's like I got it. I got it. He's like I'm I'm, I'm saying prayers for you. And then all of a sudden, like within an hour, I got the call that I got it as well. Yeah, that's wow. so cool. And then what we had a crazy. Yeah, it was so such a blessing. And then like two days later, we had a table reading, and it was just. It was incredible. I mean, people would come up to us seeing our friendship and just the way we would converse and be like, is something going on? You guys friends or something? Like, you <laughs> know each met? other? Yeah. It's <laughs> so quick to jump in. Yeah, come on, have a seat. Let's talk. You know? <laughs> so that was the first time since you guys were high schoolers that you'd, you'd like worked on a feature film or worked on a film together. To that, to this magnitude, right? We've done a couple smaller things together, you know, independent films and a couple of different pilots, and um, but yeah, to to this magnitude to carry a film like this, it was uh, it was incredible. It was just amazing, and you know, because our friendship was so strong, like we were able to just kind of trust each other on set, you know, when we had this dialogue and. And, you know, it's almost like we kind of, and being rehearsed it beforehand and also just letting things unfold naturally as well, we just were able to read each other and play off each other. And it was, I think, I hope that that, you know, carries through into the film and other people see it, that there is like a history between us, you know, and uh, that there's a trust. So it was really, it was an amazing experience. I always say it's like summer camp, you know, where we have this amazing time, even though how grueling it all was at the same time. It was just, it was so much fun. We had a really great time. So you guys, you're going through management, you're, you're auditioning for this, obviously having grown up here with parents in the business, do you feel like it helped or hindered more to have a, a famous parent who was a very successful actor? I think it, um, it can cause confusion at first, Yeah. Um, but I believe that my dad really made it to where I had to do this on my own and to, to prove myself, um, and he gave me tremendous amount of insight growing up i mean he his his critiquing and his uh lessons and his philosophies really helped me grow as an actor um so i think that ultimately it helped because of not not because of my name or anything but because of how lucky i was to have a father that really brought sunlight to those seeds in me any any like uh memorable insight that comes to mind when you think about growing up as an actor that like shaped you he i remember one time i was doing a play and this was just for elementary school, or I believe it was for actually Youth Academy of Dramatic Arts. And my dad and I were just sitting down, and he showed me how to really take my time with the script and the importance of delivery, and how delivery really—that's you, you could say like, if your line is "I love you," and but you say "I love you," like you, you, the tonality completely changes everything. The tonality, right. the delivery, and he just taught me the control. Um, that we can have over our, our music, which really what it all comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I think that having a dad that, that you know, and a mother that were so um, invested in, in me being creative and, and to uh, mastering my abilities, it, it helped. But uh, definitely there were a lot of people that were like, oh, you're, you're only here because of this. Or, sure, and right. I'm assuming mm. that. Yeah. But uh, as soon as they meet me and... Right. They know me well enough. They'll probably wind up understanding that I like to go fishing and, and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and that you know, I, I like to go for walks in the forest. And, 
Yeah, I'm not like that. This is literally the insight you guys are getting onto like how our friendship started because we yeah. would talk about that stuff too. Right? Okay, you know, same kind of stuff for you. Very similarly, like you know, my father would you know same thing, and and he didn't push me to get in the industry either. He didn't want me to be in the industry. He never pushed me. He just kind of let me do it on my own. And you know, eventually when I started you know acting and and you know we would he'd come on Saturday, I'd be working on something, and he you know very similar to Weston, he'd say something like you know what, what, what Jesse, what's the subtext to what you're saying? Yeah. What does it really mean what you're saying? And then I'd really think about it and. Um, he was just always such a mentor that way for me. And, um, you know, we, we, him and I have a great friendship as well. And, you know, our dads have hung out together. We've all had, you know, hung out and had a bunch of laughs and talked about the, 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 the hilarity of the movie business and, yeah. you know, the ups and downs and, and, um, yeah, so those are some of the things that we would, you know, bond over and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things that he always said to me, which was always something I remember today, it was like, you know, he's always saying like, you know, be as persistent as possible, um, but do it with class. You know, cool. Yeah, very cool. And now our 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 ladies are really great at confirming whether we become the character or not. I mean, (laughs) my wife, you know, love her beyond the confines of the universe. She she is able to let me know when I've actually really left my body and I'm not acting like Weston anymore. And it's it's a great uh, validating thing to hear when I when I've done my lines and she's like, oh, that's that's not my man. (laughs) (laughs) Then I know that I've I've. Yeah, the goal. Yeah, they're so incredibly supportive. Having like yeah. you know your Wes and I are huge romantics. We love we love talking about our our fiancés and our wives. And you know without them, like I don't think we'd be able to do this stuff. The support that they give yeah. give us to be able to do this. You know, like Ainsley would. You know, she the first day before set before you know Wes and I went down. She like cooked me all this amazing food before wow. I went down. And she wanted me to eat well, and I'm just like that's you know that's just that love right there that yeah. allows us to do what we have to do and invest ourselves. Absolutely. You know, it's just a beautiful thing. My so wife grateful. was was in the trailer with me doing lines cool. making sure that i got them it was we, we were very very grateful to to have that because that's something we've always desired yes did you, did you guys feel that on set with one another the uh the when you'd be delivering lines you've known each other for so long you've been buddies for so many years was there moments where you're like who the hell is this guy it's not, <laughs> not west we would like, he, jesse we would do something or whatever and like we'd come up to each other and be like oh my west like that was beautiful what you just did like that was amazing what you did i remember even on set it was like there was this day it was raining like crazy and i had i had his set of sides with me holding them and you know we want to help each other out and and you know the script he was somewhere else and i just was he was doing his dialogue and i was sitting there in the rain just like watching him hitting making sure he hit his lines and then like they cut and i'd be like wes like you know this remember we talked about doing it like this way and then he was like oh yeah and then we you know we just worked with each other that way it was just amazing we just had each other's backs the whole time you really transformed even your idiosyncrasies. You got you developed new idiosyncrasies, which is becoming. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what you want. That's right, incredible. smoking the Lucky Strikes. Yeah, I went yeah, this far, yeah. you know, the, having the original Lucky Strikes on set all the time. I went and bought like a Zippo lighter from the time. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to make. I wanted it to be as authentic as possible. That's cool. Did you feel that your because uh, there's other big names in this movie? You know, you got Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture. You know, guys have been around and whether it's the fighting industry, the entertainment industry, for a very long time. Did you feel that level of professionalism or connection as well with these guys on set? Or was it more of just like you guys got into your scenes, did your thing, and then went back to your trailers? What do you think, man? Well, you, you, Wes had most of the scenes with, with Chuck and, and Randy. Um, you know, Wes even had this great little, like, you know... Um, Tumble with with Randy, which was great. Yeah, yeah it was, was fun was to watch that. that scene. I was he say, was, they were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his hands were like stones <laughs> and bear, like bear claws. <laughs> he had very very heavy hands. And yeah, you said uh, nice to meet you. Like his hand just takes over your entire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It Tough brought guy. me back to my old wrestling days when you yeah. tie up with a. But he, he, I mean, he, he had like these heavyweight hands, and that, yeah. that scene was was excellent because he really became his character. And um, and then Liddell, you know, he seeing him in that yeah. general outfit, the uniform, yeah. 
walking in there with all the plans and right. write-ups from Eisenhower. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. And such nice guys. Like, such you just, nice you know, they're, they're, you know, they're tough warriors, but they're right. just, just like Wes. I mean, they're just the nicest guys, and they're yeah. happy to be there, and yeah. lots of laughing. It was just, it was awesome. Well, yeah. I've heard that a lot of, or go ahead. I was just going to say, that there's, there's like this energy that, that fighters, guys who have fought professionally carry around, and it's like this tough guy but they always seem like they're pretty nice guys. They're so I, sweet. Yeah. I don't really know why that is, but the, like the tough guys always seem like they're really sweet. Yeah. Um. So, but so you you got to have a scuffle. So so we had this this kind of game we wanted to play with you. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's just called Chucker Randy. Chucker Randy. <laughs> oh, so all right, you, you you finish on set. You get in your your trailer. You got to use the restroom, but somebody's in your trailer. You scream at him, get out of my bathroom. Then you realize it's their trailer. You open the door. Who'd you rather be, Chucker Randy? Oh man! You were yelling at a man in his own bathroom to get out. Who would you rather be yelling at? So like, would I rather get punched with the overhand right that has like atomic energy behind it, or would I rather get choked out? Um, I guess Randy, because I feel like Randy would would put me in a submission. Okay, Chuck would sock me in the face, and I wouldn't be able to finish the movie. Jesse, probably. Uh, probably Randy. Okay, I feel like he might. He might actually like. Uh, you know, I feel like Chuck would just automatically kind of get in there and go right solve in there, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what is this punch? Fourteen hundred psi. Yeah. I mean, it's, wow. it's yeah. ridiculous. At least the death would be quick. Yeah, you know, that, that, that would be great. Okay, all right. So that was a little intense. Let's 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 reel it a little bit. Hey, okay. It's Wednesday night. It's ten p.m. You have got to compete in a baking challenge at nine a.m. on Thursday morning. Who are you calling? Um, Chuck or Randy? Competing a baking challenge. Uh, I would choose Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, I'd go with Chuck too. Really? Chuck. Chuck's a baker. Yeah. I know he wears the apron and he does the whole thing. I know he's got the little chef's hat on. I know that Chuck does that. All right, it's uh, high school prom night. You're picking up your date. You open the door. Her dad opens the door. Who'd you rather see, Chuck or Randy? Oh, oh, Na- neither. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Randy. Yeah, okay. I would go with well, yeah, Randy. Well. Yeah. Yeah, Seems Randy. like Chuck's just going to solve the problem in all the... It's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Hits you in the face. <laughs> That's what we're trying to avoid, is that, is that punch. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. It's another universe. You guys don't have the loves of your lives. You're single. You're at a bar. Who's your wingman? Chuck or Randy? Mm. Um, probably Chuck. He yeah, probably sure. could like do some fun stuff, I think, that would entice people. You know? Yeah. Putting holes in walls that would you know, okay. bring a crowd around you. Probably. Yeah. He does magic tricks. He's yeah, a magician. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could also fight off all the other guys. That yeah. are to... Well, that was the next question. Who do you want the bar yeah. fights? So there you go. You just answered before oh, I even asked sure, you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so last one is the end of the night. You're deciding, I think I can get this girl. I think I can get her number. You've got to pull off the dirty dancing routine where you've got to be lifted <laughs> you got to do by Chuck lift. or Randy. Yeah. Who you're does? doing, you're being lifted. Yeah. Who do you want to do the Swayze part? <laughs> Um, Randy, I'll say Randy. Yeah, really. I'd be looking yeah. at Ainsley, and I'd have Randy come over, and then just, yeah. just lift me up, and she'd be like, "That's the guy." Yeah, that's be the swimming. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an all-time picture if you get that one done. All-time picture. All right, that wraps up Chuck or Randy. Thank you guys so Thank much for being awesome. 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 Thanks for indulging us. <laughs> Great. So, uh, so we have so we have one last bit that we want to do, and uh, it's it's kind of on the subject here of uh, of your fathers, who we're big fans of, obviously. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. And so we we pulled some clips, uh, we pulled some audio clips, and uh, you know, because I know you guys, you know, known each other Uh-oh. in high school. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, like, you guys would go hang out, you go out on the weekends, like. 
you must have had to talk to each other's dads, maybe pull the wool once or twice. Like, oh, we'll be back by 11, right? So you got to know each other's dads pretty well, right? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. joke about each other's dads all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the time. We make fun of each other's dads. All the time. So we pulled these clips, and uh, there's, a, there's a Fugazi in there. There's a fake one. So we, we're going we're gonna to have you uh, call out the Cove clips, and you call out the Cage clips. Okay. And you got to listen and tell us which is the real and which is the fake. Oh, wow. Okay. We're just going to go yeah. one at a time. We got three each. They're pretty short, okay. pretty sweet. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how many real, how many fake. I'll just say cage. Yeah. Uh, or no, you'll just say real or fake. Oh, okay. That's okay. It. Yep. okay. Uh, Jess, or uh, Ryan, you in the booth? Yep. Am I right going here. first? Uh, who, who you want to go first? You want to go with a, a cove clip or a cage clip? Let's do a cove clip. Okay. okay. That means you're up first, Weston. All right, Weston. Right. Here we go. <laughs> and then the only thing I love more than Billy. Real. Which is what I've been entertaining and hearing from right the writers away. and they're putting it into the script. It's Cobra Kai. <laughs> Real. Real? Sure. 100%? 100%. Correct. You are correct. You are correct. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. He knew it right away. He did. There's like a cosmic connection to us. We should have done better jobs. All right. Let's go with the cage clip. Let's go with the cage clip. Here comes the cage clip. It was originally titled Tokarev, then they changed the title to Rage. Fake. <laughs> it is in fact fake. It is, that is in fact not Nick Cage. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play another uh, another Marty clip. Anyway, I got a meeting to read for the new Rambo. Okay. <laughs> Could I hear that one more time? Yes. One repeat. <laughs> one repeat. Anyway, I got a meeting to read for the new Rambo. Okay. Hmm. Ooh. Real. I think that's real. That's real. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. That was, yeah, right. I think yeah. about it. <laughs> the kicker on that one was that the guy that says okay was me when I was interviewing. So I was like, <laughs> I hope he doesn't pick up on that. I was going to say, I think that's you. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's play another, another cage clip here. You're not going to go to dire straits buying an octopus. Come on, David. <laughs> that's totally fake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love my pet octopus and the octopus tradition comes into, like... I always hear about it. Yeah, the octopus. <laughs> I literally had this beautiful octopus. I you do. For, I did for years. Oh wow! And he used to play with the little this little floating beach ball that would be in there, and he would like find his way out of my tank, and he was literally out of the aquarium, just a marine animal chilling in yeah. your bedroom, like <laughs> gotta get back in the water. Which one, your crabs? All right, we got one more clip for each. Of you. One each. Yeah. I mean, his his father was my idol, and we had a lot of fun moments talking about Steve McQueen. Yep. And, um, I mean, the real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We tried to pull the wool on you. We tried to play oh, three nice, real ones nice. and see if maybe you'd guess what was fake. <laughs> you didn't fall for it. Love it. It's too good. Yeah. All right. It's the last one. The last one. Last cage clip. I was drinking champagne at nine years old with my father and eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. So that would be the first time I ate my favorite dish. That combination. I'm going to say that's completely a real cage right there. <laughs> that's a real cage. <laughs> yes, totally. The champagne yeah. with KFC. You got it. So your friendship has been confirmed here on Action Movie Anatomy. You guys know the voices. Yeah, you guys were perfect. We considered not pulling the octopus clip because we knew it was so outrageous. Yeah. We also felt like we, we needed one that wasn't just like the standard like lower register. Yeah. So, you know. so the third and final <laughs> game, we were going to have you guys prank call each other's dead. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> So uh, right before we uh, before we take off here, guys, we want to talk just a little bit more about D-Day. Just anything about it that really stuck out for each of you individually for making a unique experience. I mean, every time you're on set, it's going to be different. Things that stand out, things that stick with you for a long time. Do you guys have one from D-Day? 
I would say for me, it's the 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 connection that I felt watching these characters, and how it's really humanizing, and it brings you closer to the fact that you know, with all that glory and the triumphant, valorous power that one connects to when they're going into battle, that there's still a person that has a family back at home, and of course they're people, but we we sometimes forget, you know, how it's how emotionally damaging that could really be because they have so much uh, at home and um, that they, they, they have these lives that they had left to sacrifice so much for this country. And um, I, I think that this film really just brings awareness to that because you really get to see all these different characters and how they're, they're, they really are. And, you know, when the rifle's down, what they talk about, and I think that it's... Uh, brings you closer to that to that's that stick with you yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely i mean the other thing too like i mean there's so there's so many different things so many different facets of this movie that were you know uh off camera and on camera like i, I loved seeing the other actors who we worked with who were phenomenal you know the commitment that they gave that helped us and you know we worked off each other seeing all the little things that they created for those characters and how you know how deep they were willing to go it was really um it was really amazing you know really to see that you know and even you know like what Wes was saying kind of even in these throes of war to see these little moments of like oh like there's a scene where there's a dog in the movie right and there's like this little bit of joy that comes out just from this little the dog that comes out when the soldier starts petting the dog he's like oh it looks like mine and one guy thinks it's a German dog he's gonna kill you you know and he gives him a little um, little snack and he eats it just like these little beautiful moments that you know I'm sure really happened back then even just the fact that these guys were dropped in another country you know whether they were airborne or storm done from a beach just you know we would talk about that all the time just the, the just the sheer craziness of the whole thing actually funny enough when we read our a book uh, about this specific mission you know Weston's character uh, Colonel Rudder went back to the same place 10 years later with his son after the yeah. war had ended wow. and he looked up at the cliff and he said you know um this was crazy then and it's still crazy now that we did this and yeah. I just thought that was an amazing thing that, that took place cool. absolutely yeah. it really shows you know uh, sometimes it's, it can be romanticized a little bit we think that these soldiers are all just disconnected from their emotions and they're all hard and you know, and they are they can completely transform into that and they, they, they can activate that mechanism but seeing how much you know there was a lot of like downtime in our story where we got to you know sit together and, and wait you know and to converse and stuff and it just can't imagine uh, back then and nowadays people reflecting on what they have at home. Yeah. You know, their families, you know, it's... Yeah, it's it's nice to be like, I think, you know, again, to show where we came from, how we're able to do all this and, you know, be grateful for what we have. The fact that we, you know, can just go down the street and grab any kind of food that we want. You know, what, what, what were the stakes that allowed us to do that today? You know, I just think it's really important that people be reminded where we come, where we came from and what the stakes were. You know, yeah. the people died literally like, you know, Weston is the same way. We talk about this, like if ever we see like an American flag on the ground or anything like that, like we'll pick it up and put it, right. whether it's those little teams. <laughs> things that people stick on their right. front yard or whatever because like people literally shed blood to make sure that those so that's you know was able to stand tall and what it represents Definitely. you know I mean that was a real manifestation of good versus evil you know true malevolence versus the benevolent duty that all the allies felt I mean you have this country that's completely under the influence of uh, fat, you know, nonsense and, and uh, delusions from a very sick man yeah. and, and under the impression that they need to exterminate human beings and then you have um, people leading with their heart. 
right. to go battle it. And it, it's just it's, it's something out of mythology almost. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. We learned a lot. We learned a lot. Like, I've also felt like, which I'm sure happened at that time, too, like, through the whole mix of this, you know, it was a lot of, it was draining what we were doing. And so we would all kind of, you know, constantly, like, make little jokes and things to keep our energy up mm-hmm. and keep our, you know, our, our, our egos there, you know, whatever. And, and it was just, I feel like back then, too, these guys, no matter what they did, because it was just awful what they had to deal with. So they would kind of probably lighten things up a little bit by, yeah. you know, cracking a joke here or, or you right. know, doing something fun there just to keep, keep them focused and not just, you know, focus on how horrible this whole thing was like Wes has this great monologue in the movie where this guy's breaking down and he's losing it and he basically just kind of calms him down and you know basically tells him that you know this is what war is and you just kind of have to box it up right now and focus on the mission and uh, Jeff Mead the writer I think he he pulled Wes aside during one of the during one, one of the days before we started he's like you know I really wrote this uh, for you know, you explain it. He's yeah, talking to you about it. Jeff Mead walked up to me with an email, and he just really wanted me to understand the incontrovertible truth, and that there are people still struggling with the the, the uh, conflict that the character I was speaking to is struggling with, and that this was really written for soldiers. This part for for many people he knows and could think of, and uh, I like a challenge, you know, artistically. So when I was given that obligation, I, I really just really connected and let myself get vulnerable and started. Crying offset, really feeling. Yeah, and uh, that was a powerful scene, I believe. Well, I mean, you know, we always talk about the best part of action movies or the best part of movies in general. It's the parts between the action, you know. And we all mentioned Saving Private Ryan being one of our favorite films. I mean, the moments where Hanks talks about how he used to be a teacher, the moments where Rubisi talks about how he used to pretend that he was falling asleep when his mom would come home yeah, at night or pretend that he was that asleep. Those are the ones. Most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those yeah, are the moments yeah. that you guys are talking about. It's like it's cool to see shit get blown up but at the end of the day you want to see real people with real stakes that have these great moments that you talk about so absolutely i, I, I can't wait to watch it yeah honestly I'm super excited guys so I hope uh, you guys th- like it thank you yeah. guys so much for coming on to hang thank out with us. us thank you yeah thank you. where can the folks follow along with your careers if they want to follow you on social media and you know comment at you and all that stuff i'm on instagram at weston cage cool same with twitter instagram facebook jesse cove you're so lucky you just got your names you didn't have to do any underscores or one two threes that's clever like 50 grand to get it back from someone in you know indonesia or something anyway no i'm just i've heard real stories like that totally yeah oh i was oh there's an angie guy guy in houston who i'm trying to buy his instagram account off him he has like 20 followers he never posts it's a business i know i know he's out to get me you can't blame him i mean you know i know i can't i can't <laughs> Something personal against you is just like it is strictly personal <laughs> against me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, and then Facebook, I can be found at West of Cage Coppola. Cool, yeah. awesome. awesome. Uh, and and the movie will be available all over for you know st- streaming. People can rent it all over the place, right? Like that. Yeah, September thirteenth, it'll mm-hmm. be in theaters uh, and on VOD as well. Cool, perfect. Okay, drop yeah. September. 13th. You guys having a premiere here in LA? Uh, not sure yet. I know they're working on something, but cool. you know, right now we're just focusing on the on our press tour. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going great. Excellent, excellent. Well, guys, thank you all so much for watching. Thank, thank you, you so for much it. for listening. We appreciate everybody being a part of the show. Get your tickets for Action Live, New York Comedy Club, August 29th. Check it out, newyorkcomedyclub.com. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye, guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.